Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited today. I got a chance about uh, two or three months ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, a gentleman named William Schwab came. He's the executive director of the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. He came to one of my weekly Rotary meetings, and I'm a member of the Fayetteville, downtown Fayetteville Rotary, which is, as we like to say, the best Rotary, but I digress. Anyway, Mr. Schwab came and talked about this center that I had known about the building. I was familiar with this corner of the square here in downtown Fayetteville, but I didn't know what was held within these four walls of this building. And when Mr. Schwab was kind enough to come and speak to the members of the Rotary and kind of share the importance of oral history here in Arkansas, the importance of 
capturing this information in a way that makes it accessible, not just putting it in a book and putting it on a shelf somewhere in some dusty library in a corner that nobody can access, but creating a visual representation of the history of this state. I was just blown away by it. And and being the history major that I am, I said, I've got to get in front of Mr. Schwab. And I finally corralled him. I finally convinced him to sit down with me. And so I really appreciate it. Without further ado, William Schwab, the executive director of the Prior Center here in downtown Arkansas. How are you doing today? Doing. Please call me Bill. Okay. I'll okay. call you Bill. Okay. It's been a grand day so, oh, so far. Good, good. That's awesome. Well, why don't you tell us, first of all, as I like to do with anyone, because I think it's most important, the individual that I'm talking to, beyond just the organization that they represent, if they do, I always like to learn about them. But why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about who you are and a little bit of your, as I like to call it, the superhero origin story. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been at the University of Arkansas for 42 years. Wow. I was trained at the Ohio State University. I know that's terrible, (laughs) but at Ohio State, and I'm a urban community sociologist. I also do demography. My passion for this job came about indirectly because I do a lot of work with immigrants, especially undocumented youth in Northwest Arkansas. And I was able to work up and down the I-49 corridor as I worked on two books I published about these young people and trying to bring about some bridging between the Anglo community and the Hispanic and the Marshallese community here in our region. I was chair of the Department of Sociology and Criminology for 15 years. I was dean of the Fulbright College for uh, associate dean for six years and the dean for three years. And so When I left that job, this one became available a few years later. I taught a class down here. I was impressed with the staff. I was impressed with the remarkable facilities that we have here. And I also had a similar commitment to the goal of the Prior Center, which is to collect the oral history of the people of Arkansas, preserve it, and then connect and share it with not only the people of Arkansas, but the people of the nation. Okay. All right. Well, you guys have been busy here. Now, you are... this. The center has been around since 99, is that correct? That's correct. We've been in this space for five years, almost five years. Five years, years. okay. And so all of the material and and all of the information that you have collected is housed right here? Yes. We have a one petabyte server downstairs in the basement. That's a trillion bits of information, by the way. And these archives are available to public on our website. So if people simply will type in prior center into their browser, we'll pop up. And just kind of shop around, look around, explore. Our signature program is called Arkansas Memories. And for 20 years, we have been recording the lives, the stories of the lives of some of the significant Arkansans. These are people that help change the state's politics, its economy, its culture, its medicine. And we have over 100 of those posted. And we are posting a few each month. We had a total of 150. I call these womb to tomb uh, survey uh, interviews. They start, we start out by asking, what are your first memories? Right. And then they work all the way through their lives. And some of these interviews are six to eight hours long. The audience doesn't have to listen to a six or eight hour interview. What we have done, we have chapter markers. So we will have boyhood, a boyhood in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Right. And so people can skip around and take a look at the different parts of these people's lives. So Governor Beebe is on our website, John Paul Hammerschmidt, Frank 
Royals, Dr. Irby, who was the first African-American physician trained at UAMS, on and on and on. And it's just this rich, wonderful collection. And I think that will be treasured for generations to come. Yeah. Man, as a historian, it's exciting to hear that you guys are able to to capture that. And I think it's one of the things that I read I, on your site is that you've got representation from, I don't know, what is it, 72 counties mm-hmm. in, in Arkansas? So you've got representation from everybody, not just, it, this is not just a Northwest Arkansas thing. This is the whole state. Yes, it is. The Delta, the Northeastern side of the state, the Southwestern side of the state, everybody is, re- and the center, everybody's represented here. Right. The other uh, part of our collection I think I'm really excited about is the KATV Channel 7 News Archives. And David Pryor found out about the collection. It is the largest and the best indexed local TV station archive in the United States, or one of them. Really? Right. And we started in the 1950s. We go through 2008, 2010. We had the film portion of the archives digitized. And we're now in the process of posting a few hours of it each week. So if you'll go to our website, Prior Center, go to KTV Channel 7 News Archives, you can type in, let's say, Frank Broyles. Mm-hmm. And on the left, every clip over the 300 hours of tape that's film that's, been, that's being posted, that'll show up like a chapter marker in a book. And then you can just go to those different clips and- Where he's mentioned. Where he's mentioned. Wow. We just shipped 26,000 tapes and cassettes to a company called Media Preserve in Pennsylvania. And we think within a year, we'll have those 26,000 hours of video available to the people of Arkansas. On digital. On digital. They can watch it on their computer. So if they want to find out what happened on their birthday in 1988, they they can do it. it. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, yeah, it's funny when you say cassettes, because I even think, man, I mean, some people are like, what's a cassette? You know, if we get some Gen Z folks that are here, they're going to be wondering what that is. Because even my kids have seen some of my cassettes and said, what are these? <laughs> and how do you play them? Because I don't even have a cassette player at home right. anymore. So, Well, you don't need a player. You just need a computer to, exactly. to use these. So. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are, I mean, would it be fair to say that it is a fairly major undertaking to do what you guys are doing? Yes. And we have this remarkable, dedicated staff makes this happen. Yeah. And we're just a seven-man shop. And processing, for example, these, these interviews that we do that are four to six hours long, for every five minutes you have on video, that's an hour of transcription. Absolutely. So what we have on the website for each, for, say for Frank Broyles, we have one, his video, then we have his audio, and then we have a transcription of the interview. We also have family photos that the people being interviewed bring in. We scan those and we post those as well. And those are really interesting because you get to see what Frank's grandmother and great-grandfather looked like. And you get some back of the locker room scenes that have never been seen before, taken by through a snapshot. So uh, it's an exciting collection and it's worth people investing some other time in. You know, as I think about this, and I've had a chance to meet with the folks at the Fayetteville Public Library, I actually spend a fair amount of time down there on the second floor. Big shout out to those guys, especially in the genealogy department. I have, and I've lived in a lot of cities around the country, I've yet to see a city that had such a strong connection to its past and to the history of it. 
And I've learned a lot about it, but just being up there among that collection of genealogy information, and they have genealogists that are available at the library that you can go to, especially if you're from this area and do research mm-hmm. about your family history and all of that. And has there been any tie-in between what they're doing at the library and what you guys are doing here? Well, we have a partnership. David Johnson and I have been working together. and um, He's been on the podcast. Actually. Yeah, has yes, he? Yes, yeah, yes. he's wonderful. Yes. Not an official one, but I think that's one that's evolving. And what's nice about our archive, you can go to the transcription and you can type in, if you know that a family member is related to one of the people that are interviewed, yeah. you can type in search terms and it will go through every transcript, thousands and thousands of pages of transcript and pull out every mention of that person's name across 150 interviews. Really? Yeah. So I think it would be a wonderful tool for people that are interested in genealogy. They go through our archives and see there's a distant kin member or someone that happened to know a family member. It'd be a very, very quick and easy search to find out if they were mentioned in the interview. Yeah. You know, it's funny because my mother's maiden name is Good, G-O-O-D-E. A lot of people mispronounce it Goody, but I know there are a lot of goods in the central part of the state because I actually met a gentleman that goes to my church. And, you know, I remarked to him that, you know, we're probably related. Don't laugh at this, but we are Mm -hmm. probably related because most of the goods came from an area of Virginia and then they started coming west. And I'm just curious, and I probably could go and do some genealogy research up there at the library and figure out the connection and see because, yeah, that's just, I think that's really interesting. So I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. So what are you finding to be the biggest use case scenarios of the prior center for the public? I mean, why are people coming here on a regular basis? Okay. Well, one is the research that we do. And then we've also launched a new program this past summer called the Arkansas Story Vault. And this is student-managed, student-directed, student-filmed, student-produced interviews. And we are weaving these into, these are much shorter. These interviews are probably 15 to 20 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Our first project, I'm a community sociologist and I preach the importance of public places and spaces and creating community. And Fayetteville is such a remarkable community because we have so many of them. So we have the the farmer's market, the Fayetteville Square, which defines our identity in many respects. You go down the hill, you've got the Fayetteville Public Library, which is doubling in size. You take a right, you got Theater Square, Walton Arts Center, the Entertainment District. You get on the trail system that you and I do wonderful parks. And then we go to the Botanical Garden of the Ozarks. And so all these places are vital in creating community. And so when I became director about a year and a half ago, very few people knew where the prior center was because they were focusing only on their oral and visual history role. We became part of the Fulbright College of Arts and Sciences in 2017. And when we made that move, our mission expanded dramatically to include teaching, research, and service outreach. And so as a former dean, as a former chair of a department, my role has been to integrate the Prior Center into the fabric, not only of the Fulbright College, but also our community. So one of the first things I did is I started a program called Prior Center Presents. It's a lecture series designed for adults Mm -hmm. covering a wide range of topics which would be interested of interest to an educated adult audience. So our first one was Lisa Margulis. She talked about the influence of music on the brain. She's now at Princeton. She left the university. She's doing a few years there to do research. But it was fascinating. She had these two film clips 
And one of them was a man who had end-state Parkinson's. And she put earphones, played music. He was on a walker. Mm -hmm. He hadn't been able to walk. He walked across the kitchen floor. Wow. And then there was another gentleman that was in a clip, and he had end-state Alzheimer's. And he had not spoken in years. And they put on the earphones, and he talks. We had Janine Perry. She talked about why Arkansas became a red state in three election cycles. It's absolutely incredible. We had John Brummett, an evening with John Brummett. We had- And all of these are recorded, right? These are all on our website. Okay. So you yeah. can watch these on our website. Just go to projects. Bob Cochran talked about uh, Kent Bonner, who is a guy who's like Thoreau, lives off the, the grid over in the Buffalo River Valley. Frank Scheid came in and he talked about how he was able to reconstruct a lost 1921 Chaplin film using outtakes that he found in the British Film Museum. Oh, wow. It was great. We had a talk on pythons. We have a researcher, J.D. Wilson, at the university who studies pythons in the Everglades, and they've destroyed the entire ecology. They actually know where the first snake came from, from maybe around Miami. Someone bought their kitty a, a pet, a, pet, a, yeah. a foot-long Burmese python, and one year was eight feet long. And rather than getting rid of it responsibly, they threw it out on a drainage ditch, and they've completely decimated the ecology of the Everglades. They now pull out snakes that are 18 to 20 feet long. And there's one picture he had in his slideshow. It showed a Burmese python stretched out. It was dead. They right. euthanized it. This big lump in the center, and they opened up the snake, and it was a full-grown deer. So I asked J.D., how long did it take to digest that? And he said, about two months. And then we finished up with Siva Vadanathan's talk on how Facebook is destroying our lives and our politics. That was last year. We had Ernie Domus this summer. And this fall, our first talk was on the Elaine Massacre. Right. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, so. it was an eight-hour-long symposium. Yeah. And it was powerful. And the listeners need to go out and take a look at some of these talks. Three of the people that spoke had kin who were murdered in 1919. This is the 100th anniversary of yeah, the massacre. Exactly. And one of them had, his father died as a young man. He was raised by his grandfather. And after his grandfather died, he discovered that he was a member of the Klan, mm -hmm. that he had left McGee, Arkansas, taken a train up to Helena, went into the Elaine area and murdered people. So that's what and we still are hearing about that symposium. And so it's been a remarkable run. Last night, we had Kevin Strait. Kevin Strait is a curator at the African American Museum at the Smithsonian, mm -hmm. and it was a marvelous talk. Next week, we have Billy Fleming, and he's going to talk about uh, work and research he's done on cities on the East Coast and the Gulf that are already forced to make investments in infrastructure because of global sea rise. So he's going to talk about the Green New Deal. And then, have you been reading anything about what happened, what the dig up at uh, the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs? Yes, I heard about the, the collection. They found human tissues, remains in bottles that were, you know, everything was just kind of nice and neatly put together, but they found a huge collection. Yeah, and what it was, you got a Norman Baker who was a fraud, a right. charlatan. He had a cancer cure. He really didn't. Right. People from all over the country were uh, coming here for the cure. And uh, they would die, and he'd stick them in a meat locker in the basement of the Crescent Hotel. And he was an amateur anatomist, so he would do his own autopsies and re remove the tumors, put them in a bottle, pour in alcohol, screw the top, 
Well, he was convicted of, I think it was mail fraud. Right. And went to jail and they took all the stuff. They thought they had dumped it in the landfill. They didn't. They had dug a pit in the back of the Crescent and threw all the stuff in. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to have uh, George Sabo from the Ar- – he's the director of the Archaeological Survey. He's going to talk about that in December. Because I think right now it's, you know, the, the state police are actually going through all of that, I guess. Yeah, they, t- they sent stuff down to the crime lab. There's a bottle of the elixir. Yeah. And they're trying to find out what was in it. Right. Okay. And then they – pretty gross. But Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Uh, they brought a reel of film to us that had been dug up, and we had, I'll show it to you before you leave, and we sent it up to Media Preserves. That's the people that do, that do our digitization. And he, they called, they said, congratulations, you've sent us the worst piece of film that you've, they've ever they've received. Ever received. And nothing, <laughs> so. I think they were able to salvage a, f- a few frames, frames from yeah. a, they did it locally, they didn't do it up there, but. So that's Arkansas Presents, and uh, we have a, a similar array of wonderful talks in the spring. And the other thing we have, we call it Prior Center Showcase, okay. and we are showcasing lower uh, local talent. So if you notice, we have a uh, Steinway piano on loan to us uh, from Orville and Susan Hall. That's going to go to the new library edition. Okay. But we're, we're keeping it You're for You're keeping them. it for now. So, Just for now. Yeah. But- Listeners may know about Claudia Burson, who is a jazz musician, and she teaches in the jazz program at the university, and she is incredible. We had her in, and she brought in a bass player, and it was a magical night. This is past summer. Uh, we had Jim Greeson, who does Hog City. It's a Latin jazz group. Sure. Gypsy jazz. We had 157 people in the prior center. We were we were filled all the way back to where the piano is. People were out in the lobby. We opened the doors, put their chairs up against the glass so they could hear the music. And then we had people swing dancing out in the atrium. So it was a special evening. And then we had a group uh, just last Friday called Like Butter. And they played uh, folk and kind of the American songbook. Sure. It was, it, But they've all been, had one thing in common. They were all incredible musicians. So that's another way we're trying to get people into the prior center. And all of these events are free, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So people just need to make themselves available to it. So besides your website, where else would people be able to find out information about these events? Because I'm assuming you post in, in a, a variety of places. Right. We uh, post using the uh, University of Arkansas Media Services. So uh, we have a, if you drop me an email at bschwab, B-S-C-H-W-A-B, at uark.edu, I'll put you on our mailing list. And we sent out a blast and letting people know that uh, we have an event coming up. Yeah. Well, I'll be sure to put all of your information on the show notes. So anybody listening to this, you'll be able to go to this episode, the, the show notes for this episode at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. Get that information. You can download it. There'll also eventually be a transcript of this conversation as well. But I think it'll be really helpful for you just to get connected with uh, Mr. Schwab and, you know, find out what he's doing. And, and, and maybe, you know, who knows, some of you listening to this podcast may have some, some artifacts, some items in your attic that might be of value that you would want to share with the rest of the, your local Arkansans. So I would encourage you to, to connect with Bill and find out everything that, uh, that's going on here and avail yourselves of some of the different programs that are going on. A couple other things. We have university classes that meet here. 
we have OSHER lifelong learning classes. We have 12 this semester. We had a big one yesterday, about 24 people. Profits meet here. I'm the president of the Botanical Garden, and we've had two of our uh, board meetings here, and we had a board retreat here. If you are a nonprofit and you are nonpartisan, and I stress nonpartisan, <laughs> David yes, Pryor yes. was a Democratic senator from Arkansas. We have no affiliation with the Democratic Party. If you're nonprofit, nonpartisan, you can use during on a weekday our facilities for, for free. Okay. On weekends, we have to have a staff member here. And so we just have to cover their hourly cost. So my hope for the Pryor Center, at least on what I call the front of the house, right. we're in the back of the house, we're yeah. in the studio. And, we yeah. have, and I'll give you a tour. We have uh, soundproof studio booths where we do our editing. We have a big control room. We have staff offices. We have archives in the basement and the other vault, which is a mirror of this. What I would hope is that uh, the prior center would be kind of become part of the mental calculus, if you would, of people. Yeah. You say, uh, honey, it's Wednesday night. Honey, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't want to cook. Someone's one of the people say, I heard there's a, there's a talk at the prior center. Let's go down. And we our prior center presents are from six to seven o'clock. They right. start promptly at six. They are over at seven. seven. Plenty so, of time to eat. So you come down and have an early meal or you come down and have a, uh, a meal after, after right. seven o'clock. That's my hope, that yeah. this is part of the fabric of this community, this Northwest Arkansas community that we love, and that this place makes a contribution to the creation of community. Yeah. A safe place where people who are very different come and uh, listen to a talk, listen to music, maybe develop a friendship. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I, I think that's a great idea. I'm always saying it takes a village, of course, but I think that village needs to be engaged. And, you know, the prior centers is going a long way to try to create that opportunity for people to be engaged. So I, I certainly appreciate it. We're going to make sure moving forward that we share all prior center events on our events page at IamNorthwestArkansas.com to let people know about it. And maybe we'll have to figure out some other ways that maybe we could do some future podcast episodes here and highlight some of the other things that are happening at the Prior Center, because yeah. I think people need to know about it. And we have lots of partners. We're partnering with the Fayetteville Public Library, KUAF. Uh, we're trying to have a radio show here on a Saturday, like yeah. Michael Friedman type of thing. Ky with Kyle Kellums? Yeah, or? Kyle yeah. Kellums. Yeah. Uh, we do some things with Theater Squared, Walton Arts Center. We have a relationship with Crystal Bridges. We have a long list of people that we're partnering with because I just had a talk with the Walton Museum uh, oh, director, okay. and we're maybe going to jointly sponsor an event in January. I can't tell you what it is, but it'll right, be right. exciting. No, that's fine. So uh, we want to be part of this community. We want to be part of its fabric. We want to have partnerships that, for example, we, some of our speakers are shared with the Clinton School sure. in, in Little Rock. And so it's an exciting time, and, and we're trying to not only uh, – do our oral and visual history, but we're also trying to be a good citizen of this community and our campus. So, and you bring up, you know, former President Bill Clinton, and we know he has his presidential library down in Little Rock. I'm just curious, as he's being one of probably the most famous native sons mm -hmm. of Arkansas, have you guys attempted to try to get him to come and share his story? Yeah, he had pizza here a few months ago. Did he, he really? Should, he should have come in. Oh, <laughs> man, man. Well, you know, and the reason why I bring it up is because you know, a lot of times people talk about, you know, I don't care where you fall on what side of the political aisle you fall on. One of the things that I always talk about Bill Clinton is his ability to connect with people right. and actually covered the Clinton White House in a former life at ABC News. And 
that's neither here nor there. But I learned a lot about him during that time. And this was kind of like during the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal and all that other stuff. But there were people that I knew that knew him really well. And they would all say the same thing to me about the fact that when he was speaking to you, there was nobody else in the room. And that's how he made you feel. And Hillary's the same way. Yeah. And I've, I've never met her. Yeah. And, and so, but the interactions with him and, and his ability, I've, I've heard him speak several times, of course, in person, but just his ability to connect right. with the audience. Well, we have a couple of things going on with uh, Bill Clinton. One is we have what's called the Clinton Project, and we've interviewed his staff members when he was governor have been interviewed. Okay on camera. And so those are going to be available very soon. We're just finishing up the final processing and those will be up on our website so you can listen to his staff. We also are in partnership with a presidential project with the Miller Center at the University of Virginia. The Miller Center is going to interview him about his presidential years and the Pryor Center is going to interview him about his post-presidency years. So he'll be... uh, in this uh, studio for a couple of days and really excited about that possibility. Well, he's got a former home down the street, so yep. literally down the street. Right. So it's right. not, uh, that, that doesn't sound too far-fetched. Well, I'll have to find out when that is because I'd certainly like to make my way up here and, okay. uh, and uh, hopefully see him. But uh, no, I, I think that's great. So any final words that you'd like to share with our a listening audience? I mean, certainly anybody listening to this, you need to come down to the Prior Center and check it out. If nothing else, Go to the website and take a closer look at everything that they're doing. There's always an event going on here. As I walked in, there were one side. If I looked to one side, there were a bunch of chairs set up for it looks like you guys are going to be doing something tomorrow. tomorrow. And then you've got stuff on that side. And so, and I'm pointing to the right. Nobody can see that. But the bottom line is there's there's always something going on here. And it's really, it's actually such a beautiful facility. Uh, I've been here for other events and I actually met with the folks at Startup Junkie, which are just upstairs. And there's a lot happening in this building. And so I really want to encourage people that if you come to the square just to go to Hugo's, they've got great fries and sandwiches, but you need to walk right up the street a little bit and come into the Prior Center. Thank you very much. And, you said better than I could. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, but no, we, we really appreciate it. And we're going to put um, some of the events that I've looked at online. I'm going to share on uh, our show notes so people can get a glimpse into what's going on. But I also just encourage you to come down and visit. Whether Mr. Schwab is here or not, you need to come down and check out the Prior Center. Find out what's right in your own backyard because these guys are doing something really special, something that I haven't seen in a lot of other states that I've been in. And I think that's um, that's a testament to what the state of Arkansas is trying to do. So thank you very much for taking time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. Bill Schwab, Executive Director of the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. I know it's a mouthful, but they're doing some great things here. And so I hope you enjoyed that episode, this episode rather, of I Am Northwest Arkansas. As usual, every week we want to come to you with something new, even if whether it's revelatory or not, we want to engage you. We want to give you some new information, something that will help you to make your day a little bit better to give you something that, that will give you some something to think about, a way that you can take advantage of this beautiful corner of the state that, that we call the Northwest Arkansas Ozarks. And um, we, we just appreciate sharing with you on a regular basis. So that's all I have for you right now. We'll be back next week with another fresh episode. I really want to encourage you guys, please, please, please 
check out the podcast and share it with a friend. And we'd love to get a review from you whenever you get a chance, wherever you do listen to this podcast. And, you know, that's pretty much about it. We appreciate you being our listener. We appreciate all that you're doing through us, all the feedback that we're getting. It's just motivation for us to continue to go out and meet great people like Mr. Schwab and continue to make this an even better podcast on a regular basis. So we appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. And I will see you guys next Monday. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.